This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome to this Masters Class episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe as we dive into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Master. I think I finally did it right. I think I finally got it. That was, that was yeah, really you did. That good. was good. That was smooth. I had to stop and smooth. think about what I was going to say before I said it. <laughs> it is appropriate that you perfected it for this episode because this movie, if you asked fucking six-year-old me... What is your ideal movie? This is the one. Mm-hmm. It's like, a really good movie. This one tickles me in a way that, you know, it, it's just fucking magic. Yeah. Um, so what movie are we doing anyways? Today, my friends, we are going to talk about Captain America. Should he even really be in the title? I don't know. Call yeah. <laughs> call another Avengers movie. But no, Captain Pretty America much. Civil War. Yeah. Hey. Broom. Captain My favorite America. part of that is the broom. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoop>. <laughs> Captain America Civil War. So very quickly. I was fully invested in Civil War comic books, um, and that was that was a lot because you were buying the Civil War comic books, but every single title for Marvel had tie-in issues. So you had to buy Civil War, but you had to buy Spider-Man Civil War, Captain America Civil War, Iron Man Civil War. So I was spending all of my money on comic books just oh, to get all of the storylines. And I did, and I loved it a lot. And when they announced that they were making this movie... Um, I was really excited, man. And they it's didn't almost like they planned that to get your money. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's almost as if there yeah. was some insidious um, plan I to take. I also want to give a disclaimer to Patreon member Will Lehu: you will not see a Confederate Iron Man suit in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, uh, we're gonna jump right in because there's so much to talk about. So uh, with Captain America, Civil War. We start in 1991. Uh, Bucky Barnes, played by Sebastian Stan, he's brainwashed to be the Winter Soldier. Uh, he causes a car to crash, and he recovers these bags of a serum that turns people into super soldiers. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and that'll, that'll come into play later in oh, more yeah. detail. So uh, so now we're, we're looking at all the, the Avengers or... You know, after uh, defeating Ultron, they're all sort of doing their own things. I mean, Thor and Hulk are nowhere to be found. I mean, Hawkeye's going back to his family because it's always, for him, been about his family. Um, you know, even Iron Man, you know, he's disengaged too. Um, you know, uh, so Captain America and Black Widow are, are basically the two that are still fighting the fight right now. And they're they're getting and assembling a new team of Avengers um, which include the Scarlet Witch, um, Vision, and uh, War Machine, and Falcon. So, I mean, it's a formidable bunch. Um, yeah, but they're kind of missing the, the fucking superstars. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. There's no question. But And I uh, wonder if we're going to see them again, and it's going to be fucking miraculous. <laughs> 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 like, it might actually be the best Marvel movie the next time we see them. Yeah. It might be. It, it might be. be. Yep. At least to me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, so they're, they're getting that team together and they're training them up. But it seems, the you know, the problem is the world hasn't forgotten, uh, you know, the toll that these fights have taken 
on the world. I mean, the civilian casualties and the destruction, um, it's gotten out of hand. Uh, so, you know, people are talking about it a lot. Yeah. Um, next, we flash, flash over to Lagos, Nigeria, which is actually one of the biggest cities in the world. It's kind of weird to think about. Really? But yeah, Lagos is a fucking megalopolis. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Like, when you look at population numbers, it's yeah. insane. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting city too. I'm not gonna go too much into this tonight, but it's a really yeah. cool city if you watch some like history on it and like a little bit of the, uh, just like any kind of educational channel shows about yeah. it. It's a really interesting place. Hmm. Um, the team starts to track the movements of uh, Brock Rumlow, played by Frank Gillo, Frank Grillo, uh, who's a hydrant agent who had infiltrated Shield um, until Captain America had exposed him. Uh, Brock was on one of the three helicarriers that Cap caused to fire on each other over the Triskelion near Washington, D.C., and he managed to survive this resulting crash. However, he was badly burned in the inc incident, and he now wears a skull mask and goes by the name Crossbones. That's badass, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Crossbones. Uh, in Lagos, Crossbones and his team of mercenaries ram a garbage truck into the Institute for Infectious Diseases buildings and help clear out the guards of smoke canisters. Now, what's interesting is we don't get it that way, though. We see more the team setting up what they're there for a mission. So you see Scarlet Witch sitting in a yeah. little cafe. You see Captain America hiding on a rooftop. Um, Scarlet Witch is, is talking to her. They're calling, talk, talking back. Not Scarlet Witch. Um, Black Widow. Black Widow. Now, Scarlet Witch starts this movie with an accent. Yeah. yeah. By the <laughs> she way. Does. She does. She does. But somewhere uh, along the line, it slips into American. And yeah. it comes back later. <laughs> they think at first they're going to like rob a police station, which I don't understand that, but okay. Um, but they end up ramming their garbage truck into the infectious disease buildings. Um, and Crossbones, stupid fucking name, uses hydraulic gauntlets that give him super strength and just pounds open the glass table all around the lab. He grabs a vial that has a deadly, high, highly contagious virus in it, and they, they try to take off. At this point, Captain America's team are taking out some of the mercenaries, and Crossbones and the rest of his men are escaping. After um, a, a brief chase, the truck that they're in is taken out of actions, and Crossbones hands the vial to one of his men and tells them all to scatter. They're in like a market at this point, too. It's really kind of cool like seeing the whole like way this plays out. Yep. Um, of course, Captain is not very happy about this, so he just punches him with his enhanced strength while the rest of the team starts chasing after the other mercenaries. Falcon finds the one that's holding the vial and shoots him, and Black Widow comes in and catches the vial right before it hits the ground. Sure. Uh, Cap then gets the upper hand of Crossbone and pins him against the wall, where Crossbone tells him that Bucky Barnes remembers him. <laughs> For oh, a sorry. moment... That's just uh, my dog's real excited about this movie, man. I don't excellent. know if you can tell. Must be. Cap's uh, distracted. Crossbones pushes a button. It triggers a bomb on his vest. Right as Captain is, a, you know, bracing himself for the impact, Scarlet Witch is able to contain the force of the explosion and throws him up into the air. However, she only elevates a little bit before she loses control and the explosion rips to the seventh floor of a nearby hotel. Uh, Cap calls for fire rescue and runs into that building to help start evacuating people. And then Wanda, you know, very upset looks at the destruction and is devastated by her actions. Yep. Can I do that? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's rough stuff. Well, again, it drives home how, you know, the world is thinking about the Avengers, you yeah. know, with the civilian casualties and stuff. And I got to say that the, the garbage truck, that practical effect of that thing flipping yeah. over was Ooh. remarkable. Yeah, like I absolutely love the way they did that, you know, because they yes, it's still a set, but that was impressive because it was a full size freaking garbage truck. It oh, wasn't yeah. a model oh. or anything like that. It was a full size truck they flipped over to crash through that the gate. Like amazing. Yeah, it was this whole sequence was super like um, you know, born identity ish. Yes. Yeah. For me, yeah. you know. Yep. This movie has that feel to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next sequence we get is is really impressive from a, a CGI standpoint. Uh, it's kind of eerie. So we're in a theater, and we're inside Tony Stark's old college, and a video plays of him and his parents. Uh, you have Howard Stark, played by John Slattery, and you have Maria. At the end, 
of this interaction he has with his parents. Uh, I mean, as it goes on, you get the impression that something's weird about it. And Tony Stark looks young. I mean, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah. looks very, very young. He's like weird science young. <laughs> yes. And and the effect works pretty well. I mean, you know, granted, there's a little bit of that um, Uncanny Valley thing happening if you, yeah. if you really stare at it. But it looks good, and it looks pretty convincing. Um, he's He's basically replaying the last memory he has of his parents before they're killed. And, uh, you know, you realize that this whole thing is, is an illusion of, you know, of some kind that pays off way later in the MCU. We'll get there when he mentions that, you know, this program called barf is allowing him to basically just, uh, you know, perform therapy on himself in this way. Um, well, it's fart. No, it's barf. It's barf. I'm pretty sure it's fart. Um, I'll fight you on this. It's barf. I think it is barf. I wish it was fart because that, that's a little funnier. Um, I gotta look this up now. Uh, Maybe but, I was distracted by the fucking amazing cameo that comes up right here. I think you are. I think you are. Uh, Tony tells the students that he's talking in front of that he's starting the Howard and Maria Stark Foundation, and each one of them has been approved for a research grant. So he's just throwing money at these young, smart MIT kids. And it's a cool thing. You know, he, he should feel good about it. Um, he goes down to a corridor, and there he's confronted by this woman. This woman shows him a picture of her son. Now, this scene gets me every time I watch it. And I'm well, seeing this movie. You, a, a, you, you skipped right over the fucking cameo while I was looking at Barf that you oh, were right about. God. Oh, you're still looking up Barf? <laughs> you yeah. were right. I, okay. I don't know why. I wanted to make a fart joke. but All right, you, you, get, to, you get to handle the cameo then. You don't know who it is, do you? No. I know yeah. who it is. I yes. know your obsession it's, with this show, and I understand. Well, you know why? Uh-huh. Why the, these people, because almost everybody from that show is in this movie, in these movies, and there's a reason for that. The that Russo show was, brothers. was mostly directed by the Russo By the brothers. Russos. And he, so. and he has a wonderful line about having an idea for a self-cooking hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. So, a... a character who's in education at MIT is played by the fabulous incredible Oscar winning actor Jim Rash Jim Rash Jim Rash yeah. does Jim make an appearance Rash. in this movie yes. who, won, who won that Oscar with Nat Faxon from Beer Fest yeah. oh shit that's true yeah it was the way way back the movie yeah. Yeah. and uh, I, anytime I get a Jim Rash in anything I'm happy <laughs> Joe's happy with a rash. Yeah, That's nice. the rash makes him feel good. He, yep. it was, it was cute. It was a cute little, you know, it was funny. Yeah, it um, was very, he was basically playing the dean, which made me even happier. Yeah, hundred yes. percent playing the yeah, dean. Yeah, he was the dean of the college there. Yeah. Yep. So, like uh, I said, this yeah, this scene fucks me every time. Oh like, yeah. And uh, long story short, Tony Stark is confronted by this woman, and. She goes and you can tell something's weird. She's waiting by an elevator, but you know, she never pressed the button. She goes into her purse, and his first reaction is, Oh, this woman's trying to kill me. So he grabs her arm and he and you know, she stops. He's like, I'm sorry, it's an occupational hazard. Like I'm you know, I'm paranoid. What she pulls out is a photograph of her son. And basically, in a nutshell, says, You're responsible for his death. Because he was in Sokovia, and you know, while you guys were big dicking around with those robots in that other movie, you, <laughs> my son was <laughs> collateral damage, and I hold you responsible. And the acting, dude, like this is a comic book movie. This is a summer blockbuster. I'm sorry, man. Robert Downey Jr. and his uh, his acting partner in the scene, who, yeah. you know. She's only in the movie for 20 seconds, but she steals the show. They kill it. They kill it with the emotion. Yes. And, and you feel it hard. Very true. Uh, yeah, so Tony's shook by that big time. Um, they're back at Avengers headquarters, and uh, they're watching TV and the news footage of the Lagos mission. They learn that 11 people were killed uh, in the hotel. And, um, you know... Steve takes the blame for himself. He let his guard down, and people died because of it. Um, 
the vision informed Steve that Tony's arrived and he's brought the Secretary of State as a guest. And we find out the Secretary of State is Thunderbolt Ross, played by William Hurt. Um, you know, so he he, uh, he shows up and he basically lets them know um, that some of the people look to them as heroes, but others think they're vigilantes and they need to be regulated. He shows pictures of the destruction that follows the team wherever they go. Um, so there's sort of flashbacks to previous movies and stuff. Uh, he sends a, sets a thick document down on the table and tells them it's called the Sokovia Accords. Uh, it's ratified by 117 countries. And the Accords state that the Avengers will operate under a panel's supervision, only acting when the panel decides it's necessary. Um, he said there'll be a meeting in Vienna in three days, and if they don't sign on, they'll have to retire. So, I mean, that's some heavy shit, but, yeah, you know, it's kind of understandable to a point, you know, within yeah. that universe, why it's happening. Uh, the team starts debating over whether or not they agree to the Accords, um, and Tony decides to pull the picture of the boy who was killed in Sokovia out. Steve then asks him what will happen if there's someone, or what will happen if there's somewhere they need to go, but the panel doesn't want to let them. Tony replies, if they don't agree to this now, it's going to be forced on them later. And he knows that, you know, they've reached a stalemate. Uh, Steve leaves in disgust. Uh, he got a message that Peggy Carter has passed, and he attends her funeral in London. And then at the memorial service, S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent 13, played by Emily Van Camp, also, um, we've come to realize that she's Peggy's niece, Sharon Carter. And uh, she and Steve share a moment after the service, and it hints that they are romantically attracted to each other, but they definitely need to keep this professional. Uh, the next day, Natasha finds Steve and tells him that she, Tony, James Rhodes, and Vision had all signed on, and that Clinton and Wanda were still holdouts at the moment. I promise not to do this a lot, because I am buzzed or drunk. Okay. <laughs> But this was one of the moments that crushes me. You you guys know I'm emotional. Um, when I read this comic book before this movie was even a thing, there's a speech that Captain America gives. And in this movie, they adapted it, and they had Sharon give it at, at Peggy's funeral mm -hmm. instead, of, instead of having Steve give it. And it's when he says, you know, sometimes, um, even when the whole world is telling you something's right, but you know it's wrong... You plant yourself like a tree and you say, no, you move. And I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. even just watching that speech get delivered, because the comic book made me fucking cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's telling it to Spider-Man in the comic book, but even the way they adapted it in the movie, when she's giving that speech and, and that's what solidifies his decision not to go along with the Accords, basically. Um I'm telling you, man, like, I'm a fucking emotional wreck. There's something about that. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It just, uh, it does it for me, man. Like, that's, it's really powerful shit. Um, again, thank you for indulging me. If you've never read the comic, go seek it out. You can get it from a fucking public library. It is, it is beautifully drawn, beautifully written stuff. Um, so after, after that happens, um, they're in Vienna, so you have heads of states. They're gathered for the ratification of the uh, the Sokovia Accords. Natasha's there, and she meets the Prince of Wakanda, which you get introduced in the MCU really for the first time. You meet uh, T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman. Again, yeah. I'm already crying over the goddamn speech, and you're going to show me Chadwick Boseman, who unfortunately right. has recently passed away. This movie is a tough fucking watch. Yeah. Um, he's with his dad, who's the king of Wakanda, King uh, T'Chaka, uh, played by John Kani. Um, so Wakanda had become abundant in vibranium, which is this fictional metal material. It's the same metal they used to make Captain America's shield. Um, you know, there's all of this, like, inside baseball comic book lore about that material but suffice to say it's like the strongest metal on the planet so additionally some of the lagos victims were from wakanda and king t'chaka takes the podium for the keynote address 
while he's speaking, Natasha notices that there are security personnel surrounding a van parked outside. Um, an explosion rips through the building, and you see T'Challa try to save his father in that moment, but he's not fast enough, and the king is killed. Yep. Definitely a lot of heavy stuff going on there. And I'm, I'm with you with the emotional stuff. Oh, my God. It gets me every time. Oh. It really does. Yep. Uh, all right. So we're back in the U.S. Steve's sitting in a hotel room with Sam and Sharon. They're sort of laying low. Um, when the news reports come in showing the destruction in Vienna, um, they flash some security footage up uh, of the man who planted the bomb. And Steve immediately realizes it's Bucky. Uh, obviously freaks him out. Uh, Sharon gets a text and tells Steve that she has to go to work and takes a military plane to Vienna. Um, Natasha looks around and sees hundreds of injured people. Because um, we're back. We jump back to, to Vienna. So she sees a lot of injured people. Prince T'Challa um, picks up a printed photo showing Bucky leaving the van that had the bomb. Um, Natasha calls Steve and he tells her that he has to be the one to bring Bucky in because um, he knows he's, he still has a connection. The fact that Crossbones told him that Bucky remembered him. Um, you know, he hangs up and looks at the damaged building, having already arrived in Vienna. Uh, Sharon sees him, and she hands him a file so he can get a head start on the manhunt. Um, you know, get ahead of it, ahead of the German military task force, the GSG-9. Uh, they all have orders to kill, shoot to kill when they see um, Bucky. Yep. Uh, next, we flash over to Bucharest where Bucky picks up a newspaper and then he sees that he's being accused of this bombing in Vienna. He realizes he needs to get out of there quickly, but Steve goes to his apartment and finds him there. Uh, a few seconds later, the GSG-9 storm in and Bucky blocks the bullets with Captain America's shield and fights two of them off. He jumps down to the street level where he is confronted by Black Panther, who scrapes his armor up completely with the metal claws in his hands. Captain jumps down and lands uh, next to them, and all three take fire from the GSG-9. Captain Bucky start running for cover, but Black Panther stands still, letting the bolts just bounce off him harmlessly. Uh, I got a problem here, kind of. Because when did he have time to go back to Wakanda and take the purple herb and everything to become the Black Panther? Oh, he was already, I think he was already. Because um, you have to get the powers of the Black Panther transferred to you. Yeah. The whole ceremony. But I think his dad had retired at that point. Like he oh. was he was just a, you know, a politician. He wasn't still running around in the fucking suit. You know what I mean? Okay. I just want to make sure because I was kind of confused about that. Yeah. I mean, the suit itself gives him power. Not all the but power. Not, but not like, you know. The, yeah. Um. Uh, Bucky, uh, you know, and Captain run for cover and get out of there. Um, and as Bucky's running away through the streets, Black Panther starts chasing him, and Captain and Winter Soldier, or <laughs> Captain Winter Soldier, <laughs> Captain and Falcon uh, start following the plant, the Panther. Uh, Cap commandeers a GS9, G9 SUV while the, while Panther leaps from the top of the car to the next one, steadily gaining on Bucky. Uh, Bucky. Knocks a man off a motorcycle, then jumps on him himself and guns the engine, driving through a tunnel. Uh, Bucky, our Black Panther, though, is giving chase without any sense of slowing down. Uh, Cap drives the SUV near Buck's motorcycle, and uh, the Panther jumps the SUV's roof and then onto the back of the motorcycle. With that, um, sends Bucky swinging backwards, but he knocks the Black Panther off, and. St who sticks his claws into the side of an SUV and clings onto it. Like, this is just a crazy fucking chasing this yeah, whole time, it too. it is. Uh, Bucky looks ahead and sees Falcon flying straight towards him, so he hits the brakes and turns the motorcycle around. Um, it, this is such a cool fucking move, too. When that <laughs> I, I really like that one. It's pretty great, man. Even, yeah. even, like, getting into this, like, humans running faster than cars is a oh, yeah. neat in-movie in trick. But yeah, that move is fucking... It's so fucking clean. Mm. Um, Captain throws the motorcycle into reverse and tries to keep up with Bucky. Uh, Black Panther jumps into the air and lands on Falcon's wings. Bucky takes a little metal ball and throws it onto the roof of the tunnel. It explodes, blowing a hole through the concrete. Uh, Falcon uses his wings to shield himself, which 
throws off the Black Panther, who went straight through the explosion unharmed. Bucky then swerves to avoid a car and falls off the bike. When the Panther jumps on him, swiping his claws at him, Cap tackles Black Panther and they trade blows. Um, and it's kind of interesting here because it's kind of a we know what's going on when, when uh, Panther's claws actually leave gashes in Captain America's shield. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah they, they must be made of a strong <clears throat> material as well. Uh, Fucking hey. War Machine then flies into the air and they get surrounded by GSG-9. And that they tell them to put their hands up. They're all arrested. And Black Panther removes his mask, which reveals him as Prince T'Challa of Wakanda. I gotta say, too, like, this was your intro to Black Panther. Yeah. Yep. Out of yep. nowhere. And fully realized, like, Homeboy is, you know, obviously running and jumping and slashing. And it was it was so, so validating, man. Um just to see a comic book character like taking that seriously and inject oh, yeah. it into a movie immediately, like, oh yeah, here's this guy. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it was pretty great. It was awesome, man. So uh, on the ride to the task force headquarters in Berlin, Captain America tells the prince he's got the wrong guy. Like he's vouching for Bucky this entire movie, and you know he's right, but he we don't know that. Captain America, Falcon, and the Prince get out and into another truck. Uh, Bucky's taken out in this kind of like high-tech cage. They're met by Everett Ross, played by Martin Freeman. He is the leader of the headquarters. The men have their weapons removed, so Cap loses his shield. Falcon loses his wings. They don't have any of their gadgets or any of their stuff. Um, They're led inside a building where Black Widow is waiting for him. Everett takes Prince T'Challa into one room and the others are led into another where Tony tells them that Secretary Ross wants to have all of them prosecuted um, but Tony's still trying to like work it you know what I mean he mm-hmm. says we can compromise uh, you're not going to get your shit back you're not going to get the shield you're not going to get the wings that's now government property but like we'll work with you obviously right right uh, yeah, so it's at this point that T'Challa uses his influence to have Bucky extradited to Wakanda, where he'll face charges of terrorism. Uh, Bucky's given an evaluation to determine his mental state. Um, still in a room with Tony. Cap watches all of this unfold. Tony tells him if he signs the accords now, Bucky will be transferred to an American psych facility instead of a Wakandan jail. Um, this, this, you know, helps Steve agree, but only if safeguards are put in place uh, Tony brightens a bit because he thinks he's getting Steve to, to go along. Um, and, you know, he tells Steve that he and Wanda will be reinstated. Um, so Steve's a little puzzled by this, and he asks, you know, what's going on with Wanda? And Tony explains to him that she's being confined to the Avengers, the Avengers Upstate New York facility under uh, the guard of Vision. Uh, so Tony says the best he can do since she's not a U.S. citizen and they won't give her a visa. Um, Steve's, you know, he, he mentions that, listen, she's only a kid, and she doesn't deserve to be in prison. Um, and he leaves without signing the accords. He, he was almost there, and then he said, screw you, pretty yeah. much. You know, he was not happy at that. So Haw- Hawkeye then breaks into a facility that Vision is holding Scarlet Witch. He attacks Vision, but of course is unable to hurt him. Um, so Scarlet Witch uses her power and sends Vision slamming through like fucking multiple levels of this thing. That it reminded was, me of like the Iron great. Man earlier when Iron Man fell through the roofs. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that whole scene. I, re- yeah. I really dug that. So yeah. Um, she and Hawkeye do end up escaping, and oops, sorry. <laughs> <Every> time... <laughs> my glasses, folks. That was my glasses on the mic. Okay. Exactly, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I, I I, have to say, too, it was really neat because, you know, part of Vision's whole power set, like, not only is he, you know, had the Mind Stone in his head and he can shoot laser beams out of it and stuff, but his whole deal is he can control his density. So yes. he can become invisible, kind of, and, and transparent. Or Things he can become super, out. yeah, super yeah. dense. And she... She basically hacked his shit and made him weigh, you know, 10,000 pounds, and he just, like, fell to the center yes, of the earth. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so at this point, you have 
Colonel Zemo. Now, this is your big bad, and this is what I really like about this movie, is your big bad is just kind of like a, a an ex-military nerd. Like, he's right. not... He's not a supervillain in the traditional sense. No, he doesn't have powers, and yeah. he's, he's, you know, his motivations yeah. are, are are different than most supervillains, and, you know, yeah. Yeah, and you relate to this kid. Like, you understand yes. where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, he's already killed the Hydra agent, and he's recovered this book. Now, they show you earlier in this book, um, this contains a list of words that will trigger Bucky's transformation into this brainwashed winter soldier state because once they do this they have total control over this cat like he's it's this manchurian candidate thing um so he infiltrates the compound as you know posing as the psychiatrist who's going to evaluate bucky and he reads off this list that he's stolen and bucky recognizes the trigger list he starts freaking out he's, he's telling him you know stop don't He's trying to break out of the cell, but he rattles off these words, you know, just in time to get him under his control. So now that he's the Winter Soldier, it's this, you know, the Jekyll and Hyde thing. He starts fighting uh, with Iron Man, with Captain America, Black Widow, and the Black Panther. Uh, he tries to escape in a helicopter on the roof, but he's stopped by Steve, who forces the chopper to fall into the river. This is a scene where. Steve Rogers and Chris Evans bless his heart, man. Yes. Like his fucking workout regimen is on full display yeah. here. Oh, it's insane. He's he's grabbing, you know, the helicopter with one arm and holding onto the building with the other, and homeboy is just flexing his heart out. Like oh, yeah. my he even switches positions real quick yep. and he sees triceps oh, pop yeah. out like, God damn son. Oh, listen, I sighed a little bit in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> It's easier to look hot when Thor's done around. That's oh, that's true. It, that is very true. But he does have America's ass, remember. Yes, he does. So. He does. Um, yep. So, yeah, basically, the chopper, Bucky crashes it back into the, into the landing area, and the thing falls apart, falls into the river. Um, Steve rescues Bucky when they both fall into the water, and he takes him to a safe house where he and Sam Wilson... They clamp Bucky's bionic arm into a press. This is that after credit scene, if you remember from Ant-Man, yes. that they that just jumped right into. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Bucky regains his senses. He tells Steve that Zemo's going to Siberia, where there are several more super soldiers just like him, and they're waiting for someone to wake them up and give them a mission. Yeah. Uh, so it's at this point that Cap assembles a team uh, to, to address this uh, super soldier issue. Um, the team consists of Bucky, Falcon, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, and uh, we get to see Scott Lang again in a hilarious intro. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just so great as Ant-Man. I mean, his interaction with Captain America, he's like starstruck by Cap. And, uh, you know, he just stammers and he, it's almost like he wants to ask for his autograph. It's really fucking cool. So, uh, you know, and this is, you know, where Steve lays it out that they're operating outside of authority. They're going to become renegades, um, wanted people, if they're not already. Uh, so at the same time, Iron Man has his own team. Uh, so he's got uh, War Machine. He's got Black Panther, Black Widow, uh, Vision, and our introduction to Spider-Man, played by Tom Holland. Oh, my God. And it's like... Yeah, there was a scene earlier that we missed where he um, met with... With with uh, with Peter Parker. Oh yes, that's true. He's hit, hitting on Aunt May un uncontrollably. Yes. You're gonna make yeah, me right? fucking. Yes. You're gonna make me fucking cry on the show. I know, right? Yep. Yeah. You're gonna you, you're gonna do it, Joe. You're gonna yeah. do it. Oh yeah. Well, we had to talk about the scene. He Let's talk about with, the scene with some bullshit like scholarship that he has. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Peter Parker plays along just because he's curious, I guess, and. You know, they go in the bedroom, and he's talking to him, and he, he knows who he's Spider-Man. And then Tom Holland, of course, or Peter Parker, tries to bullshit him and say, no, 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 that's just uh, YouTube effects and shit. <laughs> I didn't do that. At yeah. which point, Tony immediately finds the spider costume and tells him, kid, you want to be part of this? Fuck, yeah. dude. Yep. You got to understand, I've been waiting for years. 
you know, the very quick history is that Marvel was was going into bankruptcy. They sold off the film rights to Spider-Man in the fucking 80s. So they did not have permission to touch this character. You got your Tobey Maguire films in the early 2000s. You had your Andrew Garfield films after those. And Marvel was never, ever, ever allowed to use Spider-Man because, you know, they forfeited the rights. Yep. Um, so to everyone's surprise, they worked out a deal with Sony where it's like, you know what? You guys seem to know what you're fucking doing over at the MCU. Fine. We'll split the profits. Use Spider-Man. And this was the first time you got to see their take on it. And this kid they cast, um, just encapsulated like this naive yep. kid from you Queens. Yep. Yeah. The, the, the naivete of of the way he plays it is amazing. I mean, yeah. he's just so wide eyed and just yeah, again, he doesn't under he doesn't he doesn't have a clue as to what right. he's getting into, but he doesn't care. Right. Because it's just like he's getting to live the dream of a, a teenage kid and they then they hint at you know there's this fucking beautiful moment i can watch this shit forever where tony stark's in this kid's bedroom and you know he obviously wants you know he has his own agenda to use spider-man's power on his side but he has a moment where he's like i gotta know why you do the shit that you do um and you think you're gonna get the stock line like well with great power comes great responsibility he never says it but he just says, when when you can do the things that I can do, and the bad shit out there happens, it's it's your fault, yeah. Because you yes. didn't you didn't step up, mm-hmm. and that's why I do what I do. I'm gonna fucking roll a tear talking about it, man. It it yeah. means so much to me, and it was such a comic book, fi- like it it just felt like I've been waiting to see that version of the character forever. Yeah. So yep, no, I get it. Um... So, yeah, so the two teams are assembled, and they meet on the tarmac in Stuttgart Airport in Germany. Um, you know, Cap's plan is to, is to steal a Quinjet, um, to steal a Quinjet some of the members of the other team arrived in. Uh, Tony tries to reason with, with Steve. Uh, it just doesn't work. You know, Steve is the tree. I mean, that's, you know, he's planted himself and that's it. And I'll tell you what, I mean, like I said, I've always said that Captain America is my favorite Avenger. And this movie, like, rock solid locked that for me. Like, just what he stands for in this movie and how he, how he handles himself, that's what got me. Like, you know, I love yeah. him already, but, you know, this is what totally solidified it for me. It's just, is the whole character. So, um, so then a battle, you know, Steve doesn't buy it. He's not, he's not going to cave. And then this battle breaks out. It's one of the greatest battles in Marvel Cinematic Universe history. It's so much fun. So fucking good. Uh, So much happens. Um, You know, Tony is telling Peter that he needs to sort of remain at a distance. Uh, You know, he doesn't want a kid to get hurt. And he's there for a reason, but, you know, he doesn't want him to get hurt. He feels responsible for him. Um, so, you know, we see Black Panther is trying to capture Bucky. Obviously, he's focused on him. Um, <laughs> and then Scott, you know, Mr. Ant-Man, he blows himself up. To he's so good. <laughs> gigantic. It's so great. And he's losing, you know, he's basically going to pass out. His blood pressure is going so low. but. Yeah. He, He's swinging around shit, and it's it's very cool, um, and it's obviously a, a great distraction. Um, and then uh, you know it's there to it, it's there it's buying time for Cap and Bucky to escape the aircraft hangar. Um, Black Widow appears intent on stopping them, but you know she's always she's gonna ready to switch sides if she was ever on you know Tony's side to begin with. She's ready yeah. to switch sides now. Uh, she turns around and faces Black Panther, which, you know, gives the guys a couple of seconds to get off and fly out in the Quinjet. Um, real quick, though, <laughs> again, the whole Peter Parker thing, what about that old movie <laughs> where he wraps his legs up with the, with the webs, talking about that old Star Wars movie. Um, it's just funny. I love the way they do that. It's, it's very playful. 
Uh, you, so you throwing a Star Wars reference in my Spider-Man, like right? My, I blew yeah. my load, man. I was like, yeah. "What the fuck?" No, exactly. Amazing. And just the way Tom Holland plays, like you said, he yep. he's flawless in the way he plays this youthful exuberance. And and it, dude, that that you know, moment between him and Cap where they're fighting, yes. you know what I mean? Everybody's kind of pulling their punches because you understand these are like right. heroes fighting heroes. Yeah. But Captain America's fighting Spider-Man, and you know, there's this beautiful fucking moment where obviously Captain America is more skilled and he yeah. gets the upper hand and he and he looks at him like, man, kid, you got a lot of heart. Like, where are you from? Yeah. And he's holding up this, this you know, massive weight yeah. of this this thing. It's like, yeah. Queens! Yes. And he kind of smirks and he's like, ah, Brooklyn. Like, Brooklyn. fuck, yeah. man, that shit kills me. Yep, exactly. I agree. I agree. Uh, so as they take off in the Quinjet war machine, uh, you know, he flies after them to try to stop them. Um, you know, Tony orders Vision to stop Falcon. Uh, and this is this is a rough scene to watch, too. Yeah, it is. Part of this scene is really tough. Uh, so Vision shoots, you know, some of his energy beams at Falcon, who dodges them. It goes past him and hits War Machine. Um, and it shuts the suit down. Like, he's in free fall now. There's nothing going on. He's like, I think he even said, I got a dead stick, Tony. Um so he, you know, Tony tries to get to him, but he doesn't make it, and and uh, Rhodey crashes into the ground. Um, I remember seeing the trailers that showed Tony holding, you know, Rhodey, and I was like, they're gonna fucking kill him. This sucks, you know. Yep. And and you know, it's always a friggin' sleight of hand and you know, distraction and stuff. But that got me even in the trailer, you know. Uh, so yeah, he, uh, he finds that Rhodey's alive, barely. Um, so Falcon tries to express, express his sympathy and Tony knocks him out with a repulsor blast. Yeah. It's like, bam, <laughs> bam. fucking dead sends shot. Him, sends him flying. Yeah. Yep. Um, we, uh, get some evidence given to Tony Stark that Bucky was actually framed for this Vienna explosion. Um, that comes in the, the matter of like Baron Zemo's hotel. He had killed the actual person. He's there to pretend he is. And they they found a mask and prosthetics that made, you know, him look like, um, winter soldier. Uh, Iron Man then travels to the raft, which is a remote, uh, Arctic prison facility where other members of the team are now being incarcerated under the supervision of secretary Ross Thunderbolt. Uh, Tony's temporarily able to block the audio, and he has just long enough to let to let Sam know that you know Rogers is right. Zemo had killed a psychiatrist, and you know Bucky didn't actually do it. So he gets out, and he's able to find um, find out from uh, Sam where Rogers and Bucky went off to. Uh, Tony then gets on his chopper and slips out in the Iron Man armor and heads to Siberia to meet up with Cap and Bucky to make peace. I also like the whole um, Ross thing where he's like, oh, give me a call. I'll put you on hold. I like watching it blink. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A big middle finger. And yeah. that whole raft visual is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's in the middle of the stormy sea, and I, I, I dug that. Because it's like you get a knot in your stomach thinking about I do, because like I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of water and – um, you know, I, I start getting sweaty just watching that and thinking about where they are and stuff. So I, I thought that was cool. Uh, now, once once Tony Stark finds Bucky and Captain America, um, they find that the super soldiers have already been killed, which is a huge, feels like a big misdirect because the whole yeah. movie you're waiting for Zemo to, you know, find these super soldiers and oh shit, what is he going to do? Yeah. Well, well, he just shoots them all in the head. Yep, and yeah. I think he even says in the scene, like, "Did you really fucking think that I wanted more of you out here?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, he hides himself behind this like indestructible glass, like you know this this shelter that's built for withstanding uh, bombs, and uh, so they can't get to him. And he reveals that his real plan was to find footage of the Winter Soldier's first mission. Now, they've been showing bits and pieces of this footage the whole movie, from the intro yeah. to the middle, but now you get the full pieces, you know, together. Um, and basically, what it boils down to is... Um, oh, and by the way, Black Panther had been following 
this whole time. So he's there oh, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. You know, he's sneaking around because he wants his revenge as well. Um, he hears Zemo admit responsibility for the explosion. So now he knows, okay, I know the guy who's responsible for this. It's not who I thought. It's not Winter Soldier anymore. Uh, Zemo shows them a videotape of Bucky causing that car crash that you see many times and then murdering the occupants. But the occupants were fucking Tony Stark's parents. Yeah. And he kills them in cold blood. And it is brutal. Yes. Like he he punches Howard in the face with his mental arm a couple of times, kills him, and then uh, suffocates Maria with his other hand. Just, just, who man. Yeah. Yep. Definitely rough. Um, so obviously, you know, seeing this, seeing this footage, uh, Tony loses it. I mean, he, he's oh, yeah. completely incensed. I mean, you know, and again, fantastically played by RDJ. You mm. know, he, he's so good at these swings in emotion and, and, you know, the snarkiness followed by this kind of stuff. The dude's a great actor. Uh, so, you know, this, this next battle begins and it's Iron Man versus Cap and Bucky. Um, you know, yeah, it's a cool fight. It really is a great back, fight. In that backdrop behind it? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and to speak to RDJ, that, that, the way he delivers that line, you know, Captain America's trying to convince him this whole time, like, listen, man, he, he wasn't in control. Like, it's not him. Right. He just says, he killed my mom. Yeah. Right. And in that right. moment, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so he demands to know if Steve knew that this had happened. And, and he, he only knew that Hydra was behind his parents' murder. But he, you know, he didn't know that Bucky did it. Uh, again, the fight is just amazing. Um, Iron Man blasts off Bucky's metal arm. Um, Cap eventually disables Tony's arc reactor, uh, rendering the suit useless. Uh, Tony then tells him that he doesn't deserve to carry the shield that his father gave to Steve. Um, and Steve at this point agrees, you know, he, he hasn't, you know, he's not worthy of it right now either. So he drops it and, uh, he leaves with Bucky, um, Zemo sitting outside, uh, and Black Panther stands behind him. He tells, uh, T'Challa that his family was killed in, uh, Sokovia and that he wouldn't stop until he destroyed the Avengers. So, I mean... It gets very, very personal. You know, we had hints at this, but this is where it's like the supervillain is not a supervillain. He is basically a father and a husband on hellbent on revenge. And, you know, it's another great moment of the Marvel Universe making these villains, you know, ambiguous. We, you know, they're not bad. They're really not bad. They believe what they believe for valid reasons. Mm-hmm right or not right or there is no right or wrong that's the thing it, it, it's it's a personal experience for these for these people all the way up to thanos you know mm -hmm. it, it's they believe what they're doing is right and that, that the reasons that they're doing this stuff so it's another one with zemo and it, it was hard because you know daniel Bruhl is another great actor and he pulled this off really well you, yes you, you definitely get the emotion from him on this um so you know uh with his success, Zemo tries to commit suicide with a gun, but Black Panther places a hand over the barrel, stopping the bullet, and he apprehends Zemo for judgment. Yeah, and we will find this out way later. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Tony's back helping Rhodes with his recovery. He gives him a robotic leg brace to help, help cover him from paralysis. Uh, Steve breaks the heroes out of their island prison where they can go to Wakanda, where T'Challa gives them asylum. Bucky expects, or sorry, Bucky elects to be put back into cryogenic sleep until they can find a way to cure his brainwashing. That way, he can't be manipulated again. And then we see Peter Parker at home trying out a new toy that uh, Tony gave him, and it projects a Spidey symbol onto the ceiling <sighs> for some reason. Yeah. Well, because again, and I know it's it's tiresome. You know, the comic book guy always chiming in. In the comics, he always had this thing on his belt, and it was like a flashlight, and he would project yep. the the symbol of his face, you know, onto right. <laughs> and, and it's goofy as fuck, man. It's very Batman. It's very like nineteen sixties Batman, but it was what it was. And to work it into the movie was just like a, a little like, hey, listen, we understand. Like this yeah. is for you, you know. Yep. 
yep. Um, I don't really recall the end credit scenes for this movie. I I know I watched them, but I can't remember what they were. Um, yeah, I don't remember it either. Jeez, maybe one of us should look it up. Yeah. Okay, guys, yeah. talk. I'll look it up. Okay, well, I'll say this. Um, this, this was an uphill battle for me, right? The Civil War movie, because, like I said, I love the comics, and the linchpin of the comic book story was Spider-Man. And, but it's a Spider-Man that's been in the comics for years and years. He's established. He's an adult. And in the comic books, Iron Man convinces Spider-Man to come over to his side. And in order to do that, he says, you got to sign the Sokovia Accords. you got to reveal your identity to the world. And one of the big story points in Civil War was him unmasking and saying to the world, like, my name is Peter Parker. I've been Spider-Man since I was 16 years old. And the consequences of that. So, like, you know, all of his villains come after his family. His Aunt May gets assassinated. Like, it gets super fucking heavy. Like, Obviously, like No Way Home. <laughs> like No Way Home, yeah. And yeah. they did, exactly, they worked a lot of that in later. But I was always kind of weary about, like, well, what are they going to do? Because at first they didn't have Spider-Man at all, and then they had him, but it's like the kid version of him who's only been doing it for a couple of months. And I was really, really happy with how they twisted things around and made it work. Yeah. So those were the end credits. <laughs> Oh, okay. It was the Perfect. spider beam and 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 Bucky oh, okay. getting frozen and and Steven uh, and T'Challa talking. That was that. Those were that. That's right, because it shows Wakanda off. Yeah, and we see like the big Black Panther statue. And we see all the technology. Yeah, exactly. And, My uh, brain's not working. It's midnight, and I've been up since midnight. like five a.m. Oh, and please, uh, yeah, and didn't sleep drinking. last night at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm I'm four or yep. five Voodoo Ranger Juice Forces in. Ooh. That Sierra Nevada atomic torpedo got me going. But so, I'll say this, man, to to encapsulate the end of this movie. They exceeded all my expectations. Yes. And my expectations were so high. Um Yeah, Civil War, again, this is a Captain America movie, technically, but is it though? Like it's just another Avengers. Pretty much another Avengers movie. Yeah. Yeah. They did cement Captain America as, as one of my favorite characters, just like Doug said, yeah. because they worked in so much of that comic book stuff. And when you have Captain America saying "fuck you to America," that's pretty powerful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, he said "fuck you to America" and 114 other nations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck you to everybody. Fuck you, Doug. Like Captain yeah. America. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. so we got to rate this on our MCU scale. We do. We do. Now, our MCU scale, uh, you know this if you've listened to our other MCU episodes. If not, this is not us rating this movie on a scale of one through five. And, you know, it's not like we give this movie a fucking 4.9 and it's the same as Goodfellas. We understand that it's not, right? Like, yeah. But compared to other MCU movies, um, it may get that highest score. Um, you know, when you rate this thing against fucking Black Widow, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, 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 and uh, I like that movie. I do too. So I'll go first. I'll say that this is one of my favorite MCU movies. Uh, I could watch this a hundred thousand times and not get tired of it because this is pure wish fulfillment for me. Like this is the toys in my toy box, the way that I played with them when I was a kid. Um. And, you know, that trope of, like, heroes fighting heroes, sure. Like, it gets old. You know, you see it in comic books all the time. Mm -hmm. But this is the first time I ever got to see it writ large like this in a movie. And they did a beautiful job. So, um, I love the story. I love the way they worked in all the characters. Seeing Spider-Man was as close to a religious experience for me <laughs> as, as yes. I will get. Yes. Um. I fucking adore this movie. So I'm giving it a 4.9 out of 5 on the nice. MCU scale. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Um, I'll go... I, I enjoy this movie quite a bit. Um, I think it's top-tier Marvel movies as well. Like, it's it's up there, the very top. It's a really heavy movie, 
um, which is good for the drama part of it all and building up the tension and everything. But for me, you know, I'm more of a comedy fan so that doesn't really 100% deliver there, except for the Ant-Man parts, because the Ant-Man parts are just fucking amazing. Yeah. And, but, uh, and, and, the, uh, and the moments when uh, Bucky and Falcon get to Bond and say, like, I fucking hate the- Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like, I love that. That yeah, was a great yeah. line. Um, I do appreciate everything you said because it all makes sense and fits. Uh, I'm going to go probably 4.7, though, just because I want to leave a little bit of space. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. Because there's some right. other movies coming up that I know you want to give the full, oh, yeah. uh, you know. Oh, I'm going to fucking the full, like, where are those other two Avengers? Where are they at? I don't know where they're at, but they're not fucking here. Yeah, the <laughs> shaft and the balls. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to work it down. <laughs> Holy shit. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, everything you both said, again, this is this is definitely the, the solidification of my favorite Avenger being, you know, Cap. So the movie means a lot to me. And then again, I'm, I'm looking at my, my previous scores for other Marvel movies and, and what's to come. Um, and like the highest rated movie that I have up till this one was Guardians, and that was a 4.8. Um, I, as Joe said, I got at least a wiggle room, so I'm actually gonna go a 4.85. Because <laughs> I, I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more. Room I mean, you gotta for think some of the other ones. In game, in game, and Infinity War coming up. Those have to be higher. No, <laughs> exactly, and exactly. So yeah, I, I had to leave some wiggle room because I, I this means more. This movie means more to me. Guardians was just such a fun ride. Yeah, but yeah, this movie it really means was. I got more to, write it. to me. I, I told you guys already how great it was with the fucking roller coaster that spins. Yeah, yeah, yep. So actually, with so with those scores, this is our highest rated Marvel movie so far to four point eight two. Rightfully so. With, I'm good uh, with that. With the uh, uh, Guardians at a four point eight. Yeah. Okay. So I'm good with that. It makes that total works. sense. Makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Our next movie will be a letdown. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't, yeah. What's one's next? Doctor Strange. Is oh, next. I love Doctor Strange. I enjoyed it, but it's not—it's not even coming close to anything we've watched recently. You me. know what's funny is my daughter, my oldest daughter, she has like all my kids got indoctrinated with the shit that I liked. But I mean, now that's, that, a, that's a buzzword now. You got to be careful with that. No, no, it's <laughs> it's a hundred percent true. Oh, I, I have, know that. I'm yeah, yeah. But now that she's getting older. Um, you know, she's obviously like formed her own tastes, and she's not as into that stuff anymore. Mar- Marvel movies, Star Wars, you know, like mm-hmm. it's fine, but it's not my thing. She's she's discovering Harry Potter, you know, things that mean more to her. That's pretty cool. But I will say, she started watching Doctor Strange, the first one, on her own, like completely. Yeah. I, I I didn't force it on her at all. It's she's watched it multiple times and it's the weirdest thing. It's a good movie. I'll hear the music, you know, like that the stinger that Joe plays, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the proudest moment of my life. Like my kid is watching Marvel movies and I'm not forcing him to. So it's it's all paying off, is what I'm trying to say. I I buried the seed. Yeah, yeah, it's all happening. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Well, Doctor Strange is is a different type of movie. It's it's a movie about like redemption and self discovery in a broken person, and right. yeah. it's not a spy movie. It's not a heist movie. It's not a comedy. It's 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 a much more intense movie, um, in a different way. Yeah, I'm I'm excited yeah. to watch that one again. It's been a minute since I've seen the first one. It'll it'll probably yeah. still get over four for me, but I don't know if it'll be in the range of like these other ones. But it'll still probably get an over four for me just because I remember that movie pretty well and i i'm pretty big on it yeah i i know that i like the sequel much more than i like the first one. Oh and, yeah me too but i have my problems with that one too and i also know that me and doug are gonna have our first fight yeah. about the sequel the sequel was fucking fantastic yeah. we're gonna have yeah it was it was all <coughs> it we made see me eye cry. To eye on, oh i know but i yeah i i can't wait to dig into that spoiler alert but yeah, me and Doug see eye to eye on so much. I can't wait to fight with him for for, <laughs> for once on this movie. 
Well, you know what? It could have been a case of my mood that day, too. That's true. Y'all need to stop letting your mood and your hatred for actors ruin movies. No, (laughs) sorry. I got to go with my feelings, man. (laughs) Hey, me. If the movie's good, the movie's good. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, I'm not promising that if I watch it again, I'm going to think it was better than I thought the first time around because I could feel the same way. might not have been my mood. It's just my feeling about the movie. So I'll have to see. That's true, um, and that's why I'm excited to watch Doctor Strange 1 again, because yeah. there were some biases there, and I think I admitted that when we talked about it last time, um, you know, total bias on my part, like, I like when movies speak to my personal preferences, and when they don't, you know, I, I'm I'm adult enough to admit that I put a little wall up. And I think yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange got a little bit of that. So, did you watch the um, old porn star Doctor Strange that I sent you? <laughs> I've been digging my way I through have those. Not. I haven't have got really? the Doctor yeah. Strange yet, but I I got into the uh, what's his name Neil. Oh God, the original Spider Man, seventies um, oh. Spider Man. Yeah, those those movies are fucking trash. I love them so much. I, I yeah, I told you I had them all. <laughs> yeah. I load them up. And uh, and I and Super I Spider Man. I looked at the uh, Fantastic Four movie, the early 90s one that never got released because it's yeah. such like this yeah. piece of mythology. It's not <laughs> it's not good, but it's not that bad. Yeah. It's not that fucking bad. If you could forgive like the time it was made and the fact that it was made for like $2,500, <laughs> it's pretty yeah. cool, you know? So, yeah. Let's, um, uh, let's uh, thank some people real quick. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Mo DeWitt, DeWitt Law Firm. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. If you have legal questions, just call Mo. Um, if you want to get to the bottom of, you know, the fucking philosophy of Marvel movies and, you know, the intricacy of the plots and, and how the villains are sympathetic and stuff, like, I'm sure Mo would appreciate that kind of stuff, but don't call him. Like, don't no. call him to talk about it. What the fuck are you doing, man? Like, nope. this is a this is a professional person. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. And uh, we also want to thank our uh, patrons, our Patreon members, uh, for helping keep the lights on. They're they're a great group of people. We've got Hannah Christ, Peter Bianco, Brian Gower from the Tone Jerks and Second Button Podcasts, uh, Will Lehu, our co-host on the Just Surprising Podcast with Joe and I, uh, Tony DeGraw. The uh, host of Signal Pass, Signal Path podcast and Facebook group, and the co-host with Joe of the Texas State Boggle Champs podcast, a King of the Hill recap podcast, is very good. Uh, we got Mr. Michael McVeigh, and again, last but certainly not least, is Mr. Huge Erection. Huge Erection, so yes. big. Now with extra molecules. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it was funny, but I'm so fucking tired. Would you like to try Carl's Jr.'s extra big-ass erection? <laughs> <laughs> now with extra molecules. Holy shit. I watched oh Idiocracy God. again yesterday or today. Oh. I don't fucking remember what day it was. I can but that's tell. the best movie ever made. I love when we're so tired that you make a joke and Doug goes, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like that guy in the store drawer show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's it. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, so. thank you guys for joining us on this master's class episode. The yeah. only thing left for us to do here is say lights, camera, fuck off. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I called it first. I'm hosting Jeopardy. (laughs) Are you though? Listen guys, we we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. uh, We are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We, could, we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Oh, damn. And if you, uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some... 
not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that, on that number one tier. And all with right. that... You even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.